0: Hello, it's Trish and Heather here and we're home design coaches and founders of The Scribble Club. The Scribble
1: Club is an online community for people who like design, healthy and functional homes and are looking for creative inspiration from professional designers. We're so excited to announce our brand new podcast called The Sketchy Ladies. Our podcast is a mix of design and building advice from inside the industry. You'll
0: get simple tips and tricks to help you overcome your design challenges with creative solutions.
1: You'll learn how to create spaces you've always dreamed of but never had the confidence to
0: design. We value beautiful, functional, healthy homes and that's what we're here to help you discover.
1: As qualified designers and busy mums, we understand how your health, sanity and wellbeing can benefit from a well-designed home. There's no need to settle for second best. Each week you'll
0: get some tips and tricks to help improve the spaces inside and outside your home. Make sure you subscribe to the Sketchy Ladies podcast and this way you won't miss an episode. You can find links to all of the episodes and other goodies at thescrewclub.com forward slash
1: podcast. The Sketchy Ladies podcast is here to help you create your dream home. Let's make it happen. Welcome back to another episode of the Sketchy Ladies podcast with Trish and Heather, where today we'll be covering the design of your laundry. This is a great area where people often make mistakes and what we want to do is really debunk what some of those mistakes are and cover off the biggest challenges in laundry design and how we solve the challenges with good design. We don't want you to make errors and part of our expertise and skill is trying to teach you how to avoid them. The challenges we're covering today is the function of the laundry, our cupboards, benches and tubs and our appliances and equipment and how they will go together to form our really practical and wonderful laundry design. Trish, laundry designs have gotten really fancy these days, haven't they? They're not just a little side piece of the house anymore. They can be no. quite the realm of a woman's domain or a man's domain. They can be really fancy. They've just grown
0: massively. As anything in all of our houses have grown in size. Some of the the fun things I've seen have been dog wash spaces. There might be a whole tiled out Open sort of tub basically, and that you a shower for your dog. So I love it. I've had a few of those for your requests. And the other thing I'm seeing because of the size of our, our laundries are grown, and I do like to make them bigger for people because, because they're a great storage space, but also a drying area. We're avoiding having our clothes horses or areas out in the lounge room. We sort of put them in a the space, and you might put a vent. Over them, like if you've got a ducted system or a way of, get, or even um, louver windows I've done. So you can open the louver window up and then you can have them drying through the day or, or night um, if you've got terrible, bad weather as well. they're still getting that natural, that natural, that airflow happening. So there's certainly a lot more going in there, like ironing stations and, double tubs and all sorts <laughs>
1: and hanging racks it's almost yeah. like these stations if you've got your dirty area then you go through the clean then we've got airing then we've got ironing mm. then we've got hanging it's almost like a walk-in robe a good reason to not have to have
0: as big a footprint in regards to your walk-in robe if you've got other areas like Storage for those the winter items or something through summer, like you might be putting your winter coats in there or something to generate space elsewhere. Definitely storage, but have you seen the the airing cupboards that you can buy? You can spend a fair bit of money on them, but through like the electronic stores, they can all have like a dehumidifier almost inside mm-hmm. and you collect some water out when you're trying to dry your clothes.
1: Well we all know in the middle of winter when you pop the dryer on, the warmest place is going to be the laundry. <laughs> Because then it just pumps straight into the space. And I suppose that's the other thing these days too. We're not necessarily having separate dryers and washing machines in Europe because of space saving. It's been for many, many years, it's a combination washer-dryer. They've Mm. started to come in in Australia a little bit more, but they still haven't really reached popularity, I think because of the price point. And also Mm. people often will be doing multiple loads of washing. So if you've got to wash and then dry. And I guess the other part is in Australia we get so much sunshine generally it's better if we can dry our clothes outside because the sunshine, is natural antibacteria is mm. sunshine on any sort of moulds or things like that. A lot of people would prefer to be drying things outside where they can. The only thing teenagers know how to do is pop it in the dryer. They don't know how to, or don't want to hang out on the lot. How, how,
0: how nice is it that first time you get to put hang out the sheets in the sun and the sun like you just that smell that happens the freshness it's yeah I, I think there's nothing better than you would be washing about hanging in the sun and it's free it's good for the environment you're not using energy and if we can do natural things like ventilating our laundries really well they can be hot but they can also be really wet and a lot of moisture and that's where you get that everyone knows the smell of a laundry you've got that manky sort of moldy sort of smell so if we can have a good ventilation through there to help with that And there are other ways of doing it, like your dryers can be ducted or there's your heat pump dryers and things like that that are meant to be a bit different. But also you could even put in an additional exhaust fan if you need to, to keep that flow happening.
1: So, the other thing we need to discuss, probably in terms of appliances, is our washing machine because traditionally it was a top loading washing machine. So, Mm. you had a lid that lifted up and you poked everything in. But more and more people are using front loading machines. The reason being is that you get extra bench space. Before, you couldn't put stuff on top of the machine because it was the lids. Now, if we've got the front loader, it just means we're still taking up the same space, but we've got an extra 600 over half a meter of bench space Mm. that we can use for practical purposes. It's always a good idea to check whether or not you like using that type of machine but I know they can be very practical also can be more economical sometimes on water usage as well just depending on the size but they can also in turn be smaller Mm. with big families I I know friends of mine have come over and said how do you live with that small size washing machine I thought it was huge but (laughs) when they've got four or five teenage kids they have these industrial size washing machines to cope with all of the Bed sheets and the clothes and all the sporting clothes that are dirty and they said they'd be there for a whole day using my washing machine whereas there's it might be three or four loads of these big industrial size machines we need to just look at the capacity of what we're catering to and size our appliances accordingly they can be very big some commercial washing and drying machines are huge and take a lot of power they often have a different phases of power. Just have to be careful that we're buying domestic products for domestic situations and we don't go too overboard on that sort of thing. What's your thoughts on
0: appliances? I like the top loader myself because I find the front loaders take longer too. And you can buy a 10 kilo front loader, but you have the time to get that quicker load. So you can take so long, like two and a half hours for a wash load to go through. I can have one done in under an hour and then, then use the dryer to dry it off or and having those separate. Some other things that we might see is the washer dryer like might sit over top of each other so that the dryer with the front-loaded ones, they, it's a little bit lower, so it's a bit more ergonomically safer. They might put the washer, the front loaded washer up off the ground a bit, so they might put a drawer in underneath or in, in the joinery cabinet too. Problem with that, if it's not secured properly, they wiggle and wobble and actually can fall out. And I've known someone to have it fall out. They weren't home, so their house was flooded. Big, big trap for the newbies. So make sure that if you've got one, it's secured properly. It's something to, to think about. and. Like when using that equipment, any of those equipments, we're talking like dryers that may need to be ducted. Some of these drying cupboards may need to be ducted as well. And then you've
1: got the provision of any drainage and and power supply. With tubs of washing machines, what we've got to think about is we've got to get the water in and then we've also got to get the water out. For people that are not really familiar with all the terminology, our grey water or our water that goes down and out needs to go into sewerage or out into connector pipes to go away from the house. So unless you've got a very environmental house where you're reusing grey water, so there is a mechanism whereby you can have your water piped outside to use it for watering your garden that is definitely possible. So Some people will use that. But depending on the types of detergents that you're using for washing, you might not want to have that water going out to your veggie garden, for example. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely ways that you can use. The difference with the grey water that comes out of a washing machine, it's semi-clean, whereas water from a shower or a toilet is very dirty water. So that's what we call our black water. So there's a difference between grey water and black water systems. But generally speaking, most people will have their laundry tub and their washing machine connected to out to the sewer line or, uh, to get rid of the wastewater. And you also have your hot and cold water connections in both taps for your washing machine and also taps for your laundry tub so sometimes they're interconnected often in old style washing machines there'll be a tube that comes out of the back of the washing machine that drains either into a tub in the very old style ones or in through a pipe at the back of the tub in the newer ones or even ducted into a pipe built into the wall. But what I will warn is anything that's built into a wall, if you get water failure, so you get any sort of blockage and it banks up, that can be fairly catastrophic if it fails and you get water leaking. So what we also want to make sure, and I see it a lot in older style houses, is laundries that don't have a floor waste. So the floor waste Mm -hmm. is like the drain in a bathroom tub that lets all the water get away. A lot of older style houses never, ever had floor waste because they weren't a requirement of the code back in the day. And often because they're adjacent to an external door, people just said, oh, if it flooded, we mop it outside. But these days, it's that much volume of water that's going into machines. If they do fail for whatever reason, if a pipe comes loose or the water supply comes loose, you will get catastrophic flooding. As you say, it will go right Mm -hmm. throughout the house because as soon as it leaks in and hits carpet, it'll just suck through the rest of the... The drain. So, what we want to do is make sure, where possible, if we've got a floor waste that will get rid of the water. And it's a good thing to put in even after the effect because it would just stop so much more damage if something mm. ultimately something always fails in the laundry at some point in time it's only a matter of time it's just whether it happens in the next five years or ten years yeah. But every house I've ever had has had some sort of leak or even simply somebody's forgotten left the laundry tub running that overflows or put something in the drain where the washing machine was draining that blocked up and next thing it's overflowing so it can it's human error as much as anything but it can be quite disastrous if you yeah, know. Well, our floor,
0: but it also did mean that our washing machine was leaking for longer than what we knew because it was draining away and we didn't get to say it or pick it up until we found it got to a bad place. It's definitely worthwhile doing. Something that brings me to the waterproofing and then finishes too. There are waterproofing requirements for laundries as well. They're not as extensive as what it is for a bathroom, but that is a requirement. But then there's also the finishes that you put on top is like you want them serviceable because... Laundries are probably one of the dirtiest rooms. It's where if you come in from the garden, that's where you wash your hands. It might be where you wash your paint rollers, or you've got the dirty footy boots that are being cleaned in there. They're, that's sort of the space that, they, that gets used. So you want durable products in there, don't you? Mm,
1: absolutely. And we forget all the different uses that we have in laundries as well. It can be... Everything from shoe cleaning to, as you say, like polishing your shoes. There's lots of different ancillary things mm. that tend to either get stored. A lot of your chemicals get stored in laundries. Um, a lot of them are, can be relatively harsh. If you've got bleachers or things that are caustic, then they can etch into surfaces as well. Mm. So you want to just be careful where products are being stored. If you've got any sort of flammable or toxic materials, obviously, you need know, to keep them out of reach of children's can be even down to our, our rodent control, things like that can all those sort of stuff are often And just stored as ancillary things in the laundry. They're almost like a mini shed sometimes. We've just got to be careful what we're storing in there. And the other thing is, as soon as you have a dryer or heat generating, often there's lint. So most people will be aware that in a dryer, there's a area that contains the lint and that's all the little follicles that come out of, your clothes and are trapped in the lint filter, (laughs) the fuzzy bits and the fluff, but that fluff will often circulate into the room too because it's blowing out heat and anything in that air that isn't trapped in the lint filter will be coming out. Often we'll get a very fine film of dust or fluff that sits in laundry. So you've got the combination of the dust and fluff possibly some dirt, the wetness, and it all just congeals into blobs of dirty fluff. (laughs) Yeah, so we need to be able to clean them. And one thing I've seen more and more these days is putting – what we call splashbacks in behind tubs and benches, wipeable areas so that we can have tiling or we might have a solid splashback like a glass-based rack, something like that which lifts, does cost more but and lifts the whole look and feel of the laundry, but it also makes it far more practical for cleaning because it's a wipe-down surface. I think it's a good idea to have that sort of thing if you can afford it in your laundry for sure.
0: That probably takes me into a bit of this storage and the joinery side of my expertise <laughs> mm-hmm. so i mean you can customize your building of the joinery in quite a bit and i think like you said that from our traditional just the tub in the corner and the washing machine we just have a broom cupboard that's probably about it. all it used to be now now we're looking at more so we're looking at where that might be where our linen is stored or and generally i'll um just make that laundry an extra six or seven hundred mil wider and just have a full wall of cupboards down there so we just get a whole lot of storage in for for my clients, so um, those drying areas are the really important spots. or to wetsuits, another one that we can we can put away in there. Thinking about those sort of things, that storage like uh, mops and brooms, vacuum cleaners, we can really utilise that space quite a bit. Like adding six hundred mil on a floor plan isn't a great deal but it will make a massive difference in regards to allowing them additional storage. Customizing in laundries aren't always the main thing we do. We might just do a more basic standard set of cabinetry just because it's only really storage that won't be as specific. But something that I do a bit for clients and for myself is I actually use laundry drawers. I found a trap in the past where, because we had a north facing laundry, so it got quite warm and we had the moisture in there, but we'd have a laundry drawer that would close off. It actually sealed too well. Put a wet tea towel in there and we come back and there's mould grown in there. Cat food can be a bit yucky in, in a space. You might put the laundry, you might put the cat food in there. I've done it with custom design is those dirty laundry drawers. Is You might put a few so you can sort your colours or get the kids to sort. They're actually pretty good at doing that. They can sort colours when they're in kindergarten. They can sort colours with their washing. <laughs> it doesn't matter what age they're at. You might put in some extra drawers, but... There might be uh, just in a way that might just be open, just to give a little bit of ventilation so you don't get that heat. Traditionally, we place our laundries probably on the southern side in Australia so that we might not get that heat. and you, you sort of want your your natural light and that given to your living room. So occupying it with the laundry is probably not that great and I you can customize our joinery really really well we can have some open shelves but generally like with what you were talking before about the moisture and the dust and things and the dirt that can happen in a laundry taking it through to the ceiling a bit like what I've got above me here in, in my office is that we take it right through the ceiling so we don't have any open portions above and we're not getting more
1: all that dust and yuck sitting on top of that either Overhead cupboards where you're gonna wipe on top of the cupboards is not very <laughs> pleasant. <laughs> no. <laughs> in terms of value as houses, the laundry's obviously up there, but it's possibly if I was looking at doing a renovation where I didn't have a, a huge amount to spend, I don't think I'd be putting in the flashiest laundry. What about you? I, I agree. If it's a property that I'm turning over for an investment property,
0: you can make something look quite beautiful without needing to spend a lot of money. You don't need to put stone bench tops in and expensive toughened glass flashbacks there are ways of coming down with a basic tile that you can really dress it up nicely but with the oh, i forgot where i was going there the storage though like if that's a big selling point for a house i like to have really good storage like, is it shana blaze off the block she says, oh i love my storage <laughs> mm. so if we can get that in there i think that's a good selling point but you don't have to go to the nth degree and, and high
1: high expenditure mm. i think the other thing too if you can afford a bench top so actually having a physical bench top, a lot of older style laundries in post-war houses didn't have any bench top or any surfaces like that. They were literally just a tub and usually the washing machine. Mm. and you're forever looking for somewhere to put something. but if you can even just get a very the washing machine with bench top in somewhere or even a cupboard, as you said, that's got a bench top that can be very, very handy. And full height storage, even if you've only got a very small space, 600 mil or something like that to put, full height storage, you can fit a lot in that sort of size Mm -hmm. cupboard. The old linen cupboards were only ever that big, and I don't know where we all got so much linen from, but they seem to have grown down the whole passageway now. But nobody ever has enough storage. So again, as you say, being able to show good quality storage in a room like a laundry is always very helpful in terms of resale price. In terms of finishes, we can go really high end and have expensive finishes or we can go cheaper finishes. Some of the luxe finishes I've seen, gorgeous Goldie style tiles Mm -hmm. and just these amazing glass splashbacks and make our laundry look gorgeous. But I actually think they're probably not used very much because some of the maintenance on those sort of products can be incredibly high too. You're always having to clean them and They look fantastic for a photo, but they're not necessarily the most practical thing, too. I think you just have to be careful about how much you invest. I know I've got a girlfriend that spent, I think it was $40,000 on her laundry because that was where she spends a lot of time. She's got lots of kids, lots of family, and she was like, this is my swan song. I've saved the money. This is where I want to spend. She doesn't have a walking robe, doesn't have any of the fancy stuff, but has this really functional, great Laundry that's got all the pull-out bits we talked about, the drop-down ironing board, the drawers, the built-in storage, everything that she could ever want, all perfectly positioned. She designed all the joinery herself, and that is her little dream spot. So to her, that was money very well spent. To me, that was way much more money than I would have spent, but it's her space. <laughs> but to me, it's really come down
0: to function for her, hasn't it? It's actually yes. really functionally come down to how she can get through her day or her week with with good ease and and functionality, you could have just as fancy a laundry, maybe with not having spent as much money. You could bring down to recycled timber bench tops. There's all sorts of ways that you can save money with joinery and um, appliances as well. I'm envious of her, but then I, if I had that sort of money, I'd just pay for a cleaner. I think. <laughs> so well, I she does have a little. Most-
1: Bought to have a little sneaky glass of wine on a Sunday oh. afternoon while doing the washing and ironing. So, But <laughs>
0: well, something I've seen a bit is actually, and that's something that's cool in some, a lot of magazines, is that a lot of people bring flowers, sit there and, and pull their flowers apart to make arrangements for themselves so out of their beautiful gardens and stuff like that. Dirty work areas, it can be a multi-use space. I think um, in one so- series
1: of the block, they actually had a wine fridge in the laundry because oh. it was like a leftover area. So they had all this bench space and underneath was yeah. a, an extra over wine storage fridge. So yeah, you're only limited to... <laughs> by your own imagination <laughs> so you can and it's a cool a
0: room it's
1: actually one of the cool like
0: generally it is one of the cooler rooms in our home so i have in the past actually because this may not be the best idea but i've actually said to people find if, if you've got a cake normally the cakes are covered so instead of put you can't put cakes in a fridge but you can put them in a laundry. Obviously, you want to be careful of hygiene. There can be a space if you've got a clean laundry or a large enough laundry that you've got a space that's not near where the nappies are nappies are washed or anything like that. It's a cool room. You can utilize it in a different purpose. I know Instagram and Pinterest are a great place to gather ideas and research, especially in laundry is like are actually massive on Pinterest, aren't they? Like so mm. many ideas. <laughs>
1: mm. I don't know why too. It's just one of those things. Maybe it's because everybody wants inspiration then goes, I'll just be happy with my washing machine <laughs> and yeah. or something. But I don't know. Oh, they're, uh, they're
0: extensive. It can be also an extension of that mudroom. And I suppose mm, that's where we talked about much. coming in with your your gumboots and your dirty gear or you're organising your flowers. It can be a, such a multi-use area and that's where they, they're growing in size too. Mudrooms are very popular at the moment when we're searching our laundry that we live in the country. You need to
1: put all these things. <laughs> it's interesting because mudrooms were traditionally a European thing because you had all your snow gear and your wet gear and you came in and you had to yeah. store them so you didn't track that all the way through the house. But more and more we're seeing it's almost like a Drop station where you can put your school bags and shoes or what yeah. there's some wonderful designs of joinery or just storage mm-hmm. units or hooks on walls where you've got different combinations so when people come in they can throw their bags and their school shoes and and it's great for kids because they know when they go to run out that's where all their stuff is I really like that idea of training them to be able to put something somewhere that it always goes back in that space.
0: We're not always talking about the function within the room of the laundry, but that connection, like you're talking about the mudroom. I've done it a few times now. People will say, oh, well, when we come in from the garage and the kids come back from soccer, I want them to go through the mudroom, get rid of their muddy, wet, horrible, stinky gear, goes in the laundry to get washed, and then they go through the bathroom or a hubby or Wife might be outside working in the backyard and they're coming from the garden. They want to come through that mud room with the muddy or wet, dirty stuff, so that they especially when you get trades. People in trades like to come through with their dusty or dirty, especially mechanics <laughs> and earth movers. They can be quite grotty. Other spaces that you might want is a bathroom or a toilet as a part of that laundry, or a small bathroom is connection to that laundry as well. And I think a lot of the time we sort of come through our laundries, in, in more traditionally we go through our laundries to access our backyard whereas now we're sort of accessing our backyard from our main living areas but you still want to head outside from your backyard to to your washing line
1: our families begin to surf life-saving and we all the time are coming home no matter how many showers you have everywhere the sand's still all over the place and we tend to have an outdoor cold shower but being able to strip off wet, as you say, wet towels, wetsuits, whatever things that seem to be covered in sand and dust and dirt, being able to not have to track them right through a house is incredibly important because sand is not good for anything in terms of drainage and cleaning and scratching things. Sand's particularly abrasive. So it's good to be able to, our mud room is probably our sand room. <laughs> more like yeah. a sand pit than a mud room so <laughs> should we should rebrand
0: brand that i like that especially for <laughs> australia we
1: need it as our, our sand room yeah beach room <laughs> it is a good spot to before you get to your washing machine and if you've got wet towels and think they could go straight in the machine not having to take them through any other parts of the house it's really good to think about what your use of that room is in a practical sense how often you're going to be accessing it and whether it's something for us it's definitely on a daily basis it's as mm. well utilized as any other room in the house but for other people it may not be if you're living in an apartment and you're working during the week and wash once on a Saturday it might be the least thing that you have to worry about Mm. so just depends on the other thing I was going to mention too there's a lot of really cool designs now where you're integrating your laundry into your kitchen space in apartments Mm -hmm. or into an adjacent space because you've got so little room your linen closet can literally become your laundry where you've got a washing machine and dryer and everything all in the size of a mini wardrobe so there's some really clever designs around that and Pinterest again is a great place to look for those because particularly in Europe where there's condensed space they're very very clever at getting a lot into a very small space in Australia we're spoilt for choice in terms of the size of most of our things but more and more people in the city are living in apartments and it's definitely a good space saving way because if you don't have to dedicate a whole room to a laundry that could be a Study, or it could be a you know an extra mini bedroom or mm. different just a different of meditation space whatever you want it to be but it doesn't have to be wholly and solely laundry whereas in some of the units built sort of from the 1950s to 60s there was a big dedicated laundry within a unit which was just a disproportionate amount of space compared to what we probably require now and Mm. so a lot of people are retrofitting those to other things just because it makes so much more sense that you can integrate your laundry into your kitchen joinery with the integration meaning that you put cupboard doors in front of it um, or on top of the actual appliance Mm. itself so it's it's hidden uh so people wouldn't realize that there was even something behind those cupboards. I've stayed in Airbnbs and Bees where you've had to sort of go trying to work out where something even had a sign going what washing machine in here because yep. it just I looks th- like a cupboard door and you think, oh, where, where's the laundry? I can't find yeah. it. It's in the cupboard. The dishwasher and the go, whoa.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a really good point you're making in regards to I think we sort of call them Euro laundries down here, like laundry in a cupboard sort of thing, but in um, depending on the building act the location and things like that you do need to be careful you do have to sometimes provide a laundry trough regardless so it's a, a large laundry sink as a part of the as the sanitary side of it so obviously you need to check with your local building designer or plumber or building surveyor to help you in regards to that that's something that we try to help in the scribble club isn't it to, in regards to education and research like who to talk to how to talk to them, what the terminology is and and we can help guide them in regards from our experience, can't we?
1: And particularly when things like waterproofing and legal requirements, there are a lot of things that people don't understand or don't know where to look for. So it's something that's important that they get it right because in this day and age, if it's not compliant, then you could have trouble on selling your apartment or house in the future. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that everybody gets all of that boring stuff sorted and make sure that they're all compliant before they put all the beautiful things on top of so waterproofing yeah. is one of those classics. If you you miss it out, it's incredibly expensive to come back. You've got to pull all your tiles out, pull everything yeah. out, and start all over again. Yeah. Definitely, it's about education and about working together with people, but just us as industry professionals to give you guidance, and also just to guide you in the way that you can design the laundry so that it will look similar to the kitchen and your living room, and the whole house will all come together. So you don't necessarily have to do all your renovations all in one go. You can do them bit by bit, but it's important that you look at it as a color scheme or as a concept as a whole for the whole house so i think that probably wraps us up on laundries thanks for tuning in to the sketchy ladies podcast and be sure to join us next time where we're going to be exploring healthy home design thanks very much and we'll see you later
0: this episode was brought to you by the scribble club our signature group coaching program to help women design beautiful functional healthy homes
1: Check it out at thescribbleclub.com along with so many free resources to help you design and deliver the dream spaces in your home and get the results that you deserve.
0: If you loved this episode, please don't keep it a secret. Share it with your friends on social media and tag us at The Scribble Club.
1: We love hearing from our listeners and seeing your reactions to our episodes. We'd also love for you to leave a review on your favourite podcast platform.
0: Your feedback helps us grow and improve our content. It also helps other listeners to find our show.
1: Have a wonderful day. We're the Sketchy Ladies and we're behind you all the way.